Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, October the 24th, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are talking about seven questions to help you find your purpose in life. That's heavy, uh, for sure. I don't even know my purpose in life. What the heck am I talking about today? But we'll do this in a, a kind of fun uh, roundabout way. So if you guys are going through some stuff right now or you're like unsure, you're having a quarter, middle, or three-quarter life crisis, um, we'll try to paint a picture uh, to help you navigate through and, and live a little healthier, happier, more badass life on the other end. But before I jump into all that, this podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. The site, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott, will get you guys not only the greens, but a year's supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. If you're somebody who struggles with eating enough vegetables, you take 16 different pills right now, this is an easy way to alleviate both of those problems. In a simple pack, you just rip it or just grab a scoop, throw it in some water, shake it. It'll give you 75 whole food ingredients with probiotics, digestive enzymes, and the antioxidant equivalent of 10 to 12 servings of fruits and veggies. Really, none of us are eating that, at least not 365 at scale, and I'll always take the greens. It's the best tasting greens by far. Uh, nobody's proved me wrong yet, and uh, let's be real. We've all drinking much much worse things in our lives than this. If you guys want to check it out, you can hit up the site, or if you're on the fence, hit me up. I'll send you a free sample pack. Literally uh, DM us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, email, do the contact page on the website. Just give us all your info, and I'll have Monica send a pack right to your front door. I don't care where you live. You can try it 100% for free on me, and then get hooked up with all the free stuff. So if you're interested, Message us or check out the site, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott for all the free greens you need in your life. Also, we're brought to you by my homies at Beam CBD, the site beamtlc.com. You can put in the code Jeremy Scott for 20% off all products, 35% off all subscriptions. I take the Dream CBD uh, product about five or six nights a week. It's not habit forming, doesn't make you groggy, there's no THC in it, but it will help you stay asleep and wake up feeling like a badass. If you want a free sample, hit us up. We'll send it to you. Heather's been taking the extra strength, I think is what they call that version of it. Um, and she's been out like a log. So uh, it does work definitely. And again, it's just it's a really healthy, safe alternative to a lot of the other crap that people put in their bodies to go to sleep. So check out the site. Otherwise, hit us up and we'll get you the free sample. And our other sponsors, I'm going to stick in the show notes here. Uh, joyshotsauce.com. You can always put in the code Jeremy25 for 25% off. Our homies at JLab, which is where we get our protein, our turmeric, our collagen, our krill oils. JeremySkyFitness.JLabPro.com. And we always have a discount, I think, on the protein and the collagen. I believe they're going to have one for kind of the fall season. So if you guys want to check that out, hit me up. And then last but not least, our friends at Kettle and Fire Bone Broth, which if you guys are not checking out bone broth, especially this time of year, cold and flu season, it's getting colder, just to have something like hot to drink. And they don't just do bone broth, they have chilies, different soups, but something great for your gut health, your digestion, hair, skin, and nails, excuse me, hair, skin, and nails, hair, skin, and nails, which we all need to be a little bit better with that. Uh, no additives, no preservatives, they don't put any crap in it, it's the best tasting bone broth, in my opinion, by far. Uh, the link will be in the show notes, but you guys can always go to the website 
and put in the code SCOTT20 to get 20% off everything that they offer. And again, I will link all of this below, or if you guys want to reach out, email us, I'll send it to you uh, with our supplement guide and everything else. So here we are. Good job. Take number two. That was a mouthful. Take two, since Heather was recording uh, before and had the volume on her phone and is just... He's just trying to show the talent it's over here. It's really just amateur hour over here today. <laughs> um, so what's going on, dude? Well, just trying to do this and then get some of the house chores done so we can have some family over for a barbecue and enjoy the rest of our Sunday. Yes, Heather was complaining before. We I wasn't complaining. I was just letting you know what needs to be done because our dog, before uh, because my our, in-laws come over. Because our dog was walking so slow. No, I just said it took me a while to get up here because... Well, here's what you do. We had Uh, to stop at the neighbor's house. She had to always... She loves going down um, to see her neighbor and their dog. And, of course, they were outside this morning. So it took an extra, I feel like, 45 minutes by the time we got back. She's old. (laughs) She has her own own program. And she's just older, so she moves really slow. But But you always phrase it like... I had to take your dog for a walk. Like, all of a sudden, it's my dog when you have to walk it. But then when, like, it wants to, like, love on you, it's your dog. And then you're the favorite. It's weird how you use language that way. Try to turn turn it against me. But here we are. Normally, I don't. But today, I said your dog, which normally... You always say it's your dog because it benefits you. But when it doesn't benefit <laughs> right. you, you're like, oh, it's your... I had mm-hmm. to walk your dog, Jeremy. I'm like, Anyways. Oh, okay. I'd be happy to do it. Um... We're talking about seven questions to help you find your purpose in life here. Now, this was a little snippet that uh, I think Ken Coleman is the originator, and I believe Dave Ramsey uh, threw it out on Twitter or Instagram or somewhere. I found this a couple weeks ago, and I thought it was cool uh, the way that they went about it. Obviously, seven questions to help you find your purpose in life is super loaded, and uh I don't think any of us know what the hell we're doing. I think we can all agree there. Yes. Yes, I agree. And I think we need to normalize that it's totally okay for you to question what your purpose is and passion in life is. Yeah, and you'll hear um, like parents of uh, kids or, you know, even adults. I'm sure some of you listening, your parents, you know, would say to you, you know, when are you going to figure it out? Or you need to figure it out. All the meanwhile, they don't have it figured out. Mm-hmm. Like we're, I literally feel like, I don't know, like when you watch the Matrix, the movie, I always think of it, they'll, they give them their avatar, basically. So they're all plugged into these robots and they live this, you know, you guys have all seen the movie, like they just look, they're pale, they're, they're kind of sick, they've been plugged in, they haven't been in the sunlight in the real world, but their avatar is how they picture themselves. So like Keanu Reeves, like obviously he's Neo, so he's like all black with sunglasses, Morpheus, you know, all black glasses, like you just, you view yourself as this badass. Well, when I like think of my avatar, I think of like 17 year old me, who's like a senior in high school, you know, that's kind of where my brain stops, apparently, in terms of like, that's how I see myself, even though I've done all these things, I'm more responsible, I'm older, I don't look the same. But I feel like that. For some reason, like that's just kind of where my baseline is. And I'm like, I feel like I'm the 17 year old kid inside. But outside, I've done all these things. And I'm just like faking it, as I kind of go through it, because I don't really know what the hell I'm doing. Same here. (laughs) You know, I think we're all like that. And maybe somebody listening is like, you know what? I do have it all figured out. But I think the minute you say that, you don't. So I looked up Ken Coleman's Instagram, which I just started following him. And it's really good. Have you looked at it? 
Uh, I don't think I ever have. So what he wrote right here in the caption of the post, it's really good. You were created to fill a unique role. You're needed. You must do it. The human heart aches for meaning. And if you don't chase it, you'll get to the end of your journey and your heart will still be aching because it never felt the joy of significance. Asking what I should do with my life is a serious business because it's about something bigger than you. By offering your contribution to the world, you are going to change the trajectory of so many people's lives. These seven questions will help you decide how to spend the time and talent you've been given. That's legit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll dig in to each of the seven here um, and keep it fun, obviously. But I want to share this really quick. This actually popped up on my timeline on Facebook, I believe, today or Instagram. One of the two, uh, you know, where it sends you like what you did three years ago. And obviously, I just changed the year and I reposted it today because it's just as true now, if not more so uh, than it's ever been. And that's one of the cool things I think about social media. There's obviously a lot of stuff we can complain about and a lot of uh, negatives and downfalls of it. But the ability to communicate with people around the world obviously is super cool like all of you guys but it keeps this kind of timeline of things you did and then sends you these like digital memories which it's like is like a memory box it's really um if i think about it like probably instagram more so than the rest of them it's like a scrapbook mm-hmm. of like digital memories that never go away if you use it just for photos right like all your trips or like yeah. the places you went with friends and family. I definitely use it for that because <laughs> yeah. I'm horrible at printing out photos. I mean, we did it here for the gym, but just no, because. No, I just be- meant like my personal life photos. Well, what would you do with them? I know. You do need to make the books, the Shutterfly. Yeah. I've been telling you that for years. I, or you can. <laughs> What's the, You want me to make the Shutterfly books? Yeah. I'm basically going to do everything <laughs> at this point. I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing for me now? If I'm going to do the Shutterfly oh books, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to go home. I'm going to put them on the lawn, okay. take the dog for a walk. It's a partnership. It's just, it doesn't seem fair right now. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, so, again, before Heather distracted me, what I was going to share was uh, this memory that popped up. And if you guys are on Instagram, obviously you saw it. It'll come out in our newsletter. I think next week we'll throw it out there as just a reminder. And it goes like this. I don't care if you're 25 or 55. You have the rest of your life to do what you love for your career and your personal life. It's 2021, and you have more power in your phone than entire nations had 40 years ago. You can learn and connect with just about anyone anywhere in the world in a matter of minutes with this magic thing called the Internet. If you truly want to do something more, do something you love, do something that makes you have a legit passion, You have to stop making up bullshit excuses and go make it happen. And I'm not a genius, but I somehow figured it out. And the biggest hurdle, even for me, was just getting out of my own way, erasing negative thoughts, self-doubt, and thinking I didn't have the skills, knowledge, resources, or time to make it happen. And once I let that shit go and understood that my greatest resource was just resourcefulness, my life started to snowball in a direction of success and happiness and fulfillment and it really hasn't slowed down since. And that's the end of the quote. And obviously I wrote that, I believe it was three years ago, the original memory popped up and then I reposted it today. But it's true. Um, in a lot of this podcast and these seven questions kind of digs into that uh, in a roundabout way, just to let you know, it doesn't matter if you're 19 or you're 97, like you still do have the rest of your life, however long that's going to be, 
to do all the things that you want to do and ultimately, you know, chase happiness and fulfillment in, you know, whatever arena and by any means you can find it. So that is it. Number one, what, so these are the questions, seven questions to help you find your purpose in life. Number one, what did you enjoy doing as a kid? Heather. Oh, so I start? Well, I'm reading your question. I'm reading your answers. Yours are very professionally written <laughs> right here. Well, obviously, I loved playing sports. Started playing sports when I was five. What sports? Soccer, basketball, and then later on, I did track. But soccer and basketball. Soccer was the longest period of time um, and was like my number one sport. But I just always loved to explore. Growing up in the Northwest, we lived on two and a half acres, and we had a lot of woods uh, around our house. So I'd constantly exploring, constantly riding my bike, camping, uh, going to the lakes, the river, the beach. We would travel as a family, um, whether it's just like a, a quick weekend trip or if we you know, went on a big trip to Hawaii, it was something that I just, at an early age, knew that I would constant would want to continue traveling throughout my life and I just needed to, to figure out how to make that happen uh, but I always was really creative too so I would do like art contests I love to draw which I never draw now which I probably should what would you draw I love to draw like nature photos <laughs> And I would love to draw animals. Like, like I would like Bob Ross. Like horses. <laughs> yeah. Horse horses in a barn or like a landscape. Um, and then take pictures. So I'd I would take pictures of like sunsets or when we would go on a trip and I would enter those into the Clark County Fair. <laughs> did you ever win? I did. Nice. And um and then also a creative outlet for me was doing dance. I did dance throughout my life and and then cheerleading in high school. But uh, my love and passion around animals, taking care of animals, I always took care of, that was kind of always a side job for me in the neighborhood. I would take care of the neighbor's horses or goats or dogs and um, would do that on the side. So I always kind of had a side hustle. I would, I didn't really love to babysit that much. I'd rather take care of animals. And then I always had some sort of small job um, in high school, I worked all through high school, would work in the summers, have like a summer job. And uh, then what else? I love just being outside and on the water and sunshine. So I kind of realized that at a young age. And my love for the beach and the mountains and the lakes is really where I feel very true to myself and the most peaceful and just happy. <laughs> So I'm like, gosh, how can I create a life where I can enjoy all of these amazing things if, you know, I do decide to move at some point. Um, but just going back to like what I enjoyed as a kid, a lot of girls I think enjoy playing with dolls, but like I wasn't like, <laughs> I wasn't like that. And I love playing bank. I love getting money. <laughs> and the, maybe that's the why I'm in business is because I loved the business aspect of it. You just love collecting money? <laughs> just playing bank with my sisters. And then um, I would like to play house too. Like with my Barbies, I did like Barbies. And then 
also just building forts out in the woods in the forest. I would spend hours out there like building, you know, hacking down tree limbs and carving wood and making, you know, just like a makeshift shelter and have bonfires and just create my own little happy place out there. (laughs) I think a lot of kids like loved making forts. I still think it's cool. We would do it inside too. Like if it was raining, we'd do it inside, you know, with your sheets and bar stools. Proper blankets and stuff. Yeah. But I love doing it out in our backyard because it was just like this endless forest and you, it was this huge playground. It's awesome till it rains. Mm Mm-hmm. Always. But we would have shelters, so you could be out there if you wanted to. (laughs) Yeah. My, and we're sharing. I wasn't done. Oh. (laughs) I don't think anybody cares about what you did as a kid after that. That's enough. Go ahead. Well, there's just a couple more things. Okay. So Heather basically did everything as a kid. Um, <laughs> just so we're going to be here for a while, guys. So buckle up. Continue. I love to entertain as a as a young child, too. Uh, I would have, like, I loved having friends over. We had a blow-up, or not a blow-up. We in the beginning we had a blow up pool, but then we graduated to the above the ground pool. So I'd throw Oof. pool parties. Teach you guys what balls. And I love to decorate for my parties. And then eventually we had a shop with like a separate room that we could, you know, have friends over and play pool and um and watch, you know, movies out there. So I, I always love to have people over to my house and just show them a great time with something. I guess I realize now that I still am doing for what I do for a living now. And um, basically just I knew I was drawn to travel, warm destinations, adventure, fitness and health with growing up playing sports. And so I created a life around those things that I enjoy. And I guess it makes sense that I'm in the hospitality industry and also have created a, a business and help you with the business in the fitness industry. So like if you don't go through these questions though and write them out, do you even realize like you do it or does it just like subconsciously just happen? So this morning when I was having my coffee and really looking at these questions, I've asked myself these questions and journaled various questions that are similar in the past, but it was a great reflection practice for me and to kind of realize, oh, wow, I really am doing a lot of the things at 35 that I enjoyed doing as a kid. Well, that's why I asked. Cause I think and some, it made me happy. <laughs> well, for some people, I think they forget the things they loved to do as a kid. Um, especially if you don't audit it and write it down and go through it. And then they end up living this life that has nothing to do with all the things that they loved to do and probably still love to do. And then some people consciously try to create that environment or life or ecosystem and then some people just subconsciously do it because they just gravitate towards the things that make them happy which a lot of people do get lost along the way doing that so if i answer this real quick um well, we didn't take any vacations so it didn't uh, love to travel it didn't really happen that's why you met me ever i do it now for sure um but yeah the sports just like every other kid but like every sport baseball basketball football golf ping pong it doesn't matter Uh, i rode my bike everywhere like probably every kid i think in our you know era of life did i would assume oh yeah 
like literally would get my golf clubs like on my back and then ride them down to the public golf course. Like it was miserable, but you would do it because it, it was your only mode of transportation, but I loved to do it. I used to be so badass at riding a bike. You know, like you jump every curb, you ride no yeah. hands, like just. Oh, I was, oh, I would always do no hands. I love to show off. And then on our quad, we also had a quad and a golf, not a golf cart, um, a go-kart. And my younger sister and I would like take that to the neighbor's track. They had a racetrack and we would just tear it up and That's hurt ourselves. Fault. That's a his fault. Yeah. I remember, uh. I crashed a four-wheeler um, into an electric fence at my Uncle Mike's place. <laughs> that flew me off probably a good, good 10 feet. That was rough. But I love those things, dude. Who doesn't? I know. If we had land, I would totally want to have one again. Oh, they're awesome. Can you ride them? Not here. Golf carts here you can do. But I'm sure like up northern Arizona you can do four-wheelers in the street, right? Do they give a shit? I, it has to be licensed. Yeah, but I'm saying like you can take it to like the coffee shop. I don't think a quad, but I um, really? a razor probably. Oh, f- they do them here mm-hmm. for sure. Anyways, I played all the sports, rode my bike. I mean, I even rollerbladed. Oh, I loved rollerblading. Yeah. But like we would play like street hockey in the street with rollerblades. It was fun. Uh, swimming too. Like when you would swim with your friends mm-hmm. like for hours. And like rope swings oh, dude. in the summer. Jump on trampolines, all the stuff. Uh, but yeah, sports is most of the things I did. Uh, I would draw too, actually. I drew all the time. I took every, I took art classes all the way through college. Partially because it's the easier way to get a good grade. But I did like it, but mostly just like drawing, you know. Why didn't you become an artist? I was not that good. Uh, <laughs> not, I don't know. Well, who knows? I, some of the shit I see people do now uh, that sells, I guess it's yeah, art. Yeah, it's mind-blowing. Uh, or these, like, these NFTs people will buy, and it looks like a crappy drawn like dog and then someone will pay a million bucks for it so maybe i should have took a different route but th- just that you know like a normal kid listening to music watching all the same movies playing video games but i always like to do stuff that built built like so if we played a sports game like on dynasty mode i like to, to go through the whole recruiting process and like build up the athlete and you, you like train them and they get better year by year and then you kind of track the stats and you can see the numbers and how everything improved just mimicking you know basically this life that we have now like with sports and training and everything and I kind of integrate most of those things into my my life is basically it all works out because of all the things I liked I still do all the same things today but where do you think like the business mindset and like the financial Um, passion that you have well I don't want to be homeless so (laughs) it's kind of important I figured out I'm like hey uh, I don't know, because like, that's the thing, too. Like, when I go through this, and when, when we're talking to you guys, when we're sharing these things about being a kid, because I do think you guys love a lot of those same things. And nostalgia, we all do. But what I mean is, you if you loved basketball your whole life, you're probably going to love it forever. And I don't mean like the, you know, always, you know, competing or, or certain things that go through, but the, the actual game of it. Just like the love of, of competition and just having fun and challenging yourself and learning a skill and the repetitiveness of it like was calming for me anyway. And so that part, stuff I understand. In terms of business, what you start to realize is, well, you're not, you can have your passions, but if it doesn't make any money at all, it probably is not a sustainable lifestyle. So it took for me meeting people who had already done it. So when I grew up, there is no, 
there was no entrepreneurs I knew. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody as a kid who ran a small business. I didn't know anyone as a kid who retired as a, a fitness person or a person who's a podcast or whatever you want to call it. Like it wasn't a thing. It took me seeing other people and being honestly like in this ecosystem here. And I met a guy like Pat Rigsby and he, the one thing he would say, and it never, it'll never go away. We could talk about all the, the ideas we have. We're going to do a podcast and, you know, run a 47 day transformation program and open a gym. And that, and the only question he would ask is, you know, does it make money or how does it make money? And that's the one thing. And I, I don't love the business aspect of it. I really don't. I just wanted to do something that really helped people. But I understood along the way, like if there's not more profits than losses, it isn't going to happen. And it's not that complex if you really drill it down. The one thing we always try to do here is, is if we can help enough people, we'll make enough money. And I realized I didn't have money as a kid. I grew up with absolutely nothing. So my memories won't be like, oh, we went on vacations or we went to Hawaii. That's for the rich kids. That was Heather. That was not me. So for me, I understood like the scarcity of it. So we weren't rich. I know, but like how many families take... But you have to understand, you grew up in the Midwest, we grew up in the Northwest. Back in that time frame... But imagine this now. So fast forward till today. Mm -hmm. You're a mom and dad. You got three kids. You're all going to Hawaii for a week. What's that bill? No, we were were very lucky, but I'm just saying it's a lot cheaper. Back in the day, you could get a round trip ticket from Portland or Seattle. The good old days. Portland or Seattle direct to nonstop to Maui or the big... um, Yeah to Oahu was like under $300 at times. But per person. Yeah. So what I'm saying, like, that's a, like for an average family. Even yeah, but today, we never stayed at luxury resorts. I, I understand. We would literally stay in like an old condo yeah. and then go to the grocery Heather, store. I've been with your family. I know you guys do vacations. <laughs> that's why. I just want everyone to understand. That's why we tend to stay by ourselves. The only reason why we stay at the, the nice resorts now is because what I do for a living. Yeah. But what I'm saying to you is, and this, I'm not to try to get off topic, but if you have five tickets at 300 bucks a pop, it's 1500 bucks. Oh, it's for so like, expensive. For like a normal family that's, you know, just working, it, it's a lot. Like we didn't have that. So my, I just didn't have the same upbringing, but the scarcity of money is a real thing. And I figured out, well, I don't want to feel like that. I've been broke and I've, I've been this person and it's, it's much better being the person that has some money than doesn't have any But I had to figure out a way, you know, if I can help people, I can get it. And then a lot of, I've just met a lot of really smart people that have allowed me to do this along the way. So for me, I never thought, oh, would I be passionate about finances? I I I didn't have that as a kid because I wasn't exposed to it. Maybe if I was, it'd be a little bit, it would have been naturally come to me. But I guess I think to me, it's the, the statistics of it. It's the hard numbers of it. There's no feelings in it. It's the same way I think about strength training in the gym, right? Like if you're going to push a sled that's 200 pounds, it's 200 pounds. It doesn't care about you or who you are. It's always the same 200 pounds. Money is kind of the same. It's just this locked in place thing. And when you understand it, it, the fundamentals of it really mirror fitness. And I think that's why I do enjoy Mm -hmm. it. Because if you, you can take some money, you can earn it, you can invest it, it can grow, it can compound. And over time, it can turn into something. And you're doing something today when you do that, if you buy real estate or if you're into crypto or, you know, traditional S&P, the Dow, when you're doing that, you're doing something today when you invest that your future self will thank you for. And that's what fitness is. You're training hard today, not to look like a rock star tomorrow, but three months from now, six months from now, maybe nine months from now. So that's our kid stuff. And that's important because this is going to layer in here, guys, uh, for the rest of the questions. But the second one is, Who's your favorite book or movie character? You can go. 
I mean, my favorite movie of all time is American Psycho, but I don't think for the sake of this podcast, uh, Patrick Bateman should be my uh, avatar because he's like a basically mimics a serial killer uh, in the show. Batman would be another one. I thought of I was going to write Batman, but like I'm not going to be a billionaire. I know. You know, it's not my. I'm already old and married, and he's like a you know old single guy who's a billionaire still hooking up with like supermodels. That's not my thing. If I took one for the the context of this, what's your favorite book or movie character? I would say probably Rocky, uh, just for the fact of you take a dude who doesn't seem to be you know the most intellectually gifted person of all time, um, has some physical talents, but not as many as probably most of his opponents. Whether you want to go Apollo Creed or Ivan Drago, whatever, but it's just a normal dude who lives a normal life who really didn't have any other options. You know, you know. The, the, what's the the famous quote is like, you don't know how strong you are until being strong is the only option you have. And that's kind of like what Rocky is, where he's this guy that just has this ridiculous will and you can beat the shit out of him over and over and over, but he just keeps coming and coming and coming. And that's one of my favorite movie series of all time. Uh, Rocky Four, probably specifically, we have posters up in our office and there's a huge one uh, in front of me. And the, the monster quote is from Ivan Drago in Rocky Four, and he says, if he dies, he dies. And the Rocky quote, you know, he goes to say, you know, to beat me, he's going to have to kill me. And to kill me, he's going to have to have the heart to stand in front of me. And to do that, he's going to have to be willing to die himself. And I think a lot of people, especially athletes in sports, you know, can look to the Rocky series as if you take them outside the context of just a movie – they can be life-changing because a lot of us, you know, can relate to being like the underdog and having people not believe in us and like kind of count us out. And then if you just are willing to work, you know, like nobody else is willing to work, you can live this life that really almost nobody else can live. And so I guess I, I relate to the Rocky uh, in that context. I know. I was wondering if you're going to write Batman, which is really weird that him and I when we were kids, had obsessions with Batman. Like well, he's, I, a, he's a badass, bro. Like, when we first met, I don't know how it came up, but... Um, it's like a first date question. Do you like Batman? <laughs> no? All right. See you, dude. But as a young girl, I would sit on Santa's lap and ask for Batman toys, and I had birthday parties, all themed Batman. I had, you know, Batman sheets, clothes. I, for Halloween, multiple Halloweens, I was Batman, which is... I love it, It's crazy. This is a great story. But I wonder why. Like, I still try to figure out why I was so drawn to it. I think it's why people like superheroes, right? Because mm-hmm. they're just, they're kind of... And Batman, I guess, would be technically a superhero. And he know, saves. His superpower is he's a billionaire. He's fighting off evil and and yeah. protecting the city. <laughs> but it's like the whole, it's just the, it's the feeling you get when you watch. Like, here's this badass dude. He's super rich. He drives these cars. Super jacked. Yeah. He's shredded. <laughs> I mean, anybody basically that shredded as a kid, like, I was like, that's cool. He-Man. Oh, my God, dude. I have He-Man posters up in the office. Like, Ninja Turtles. I loved them all. Yeah. I liked Barbies, but. There's something about. That was pr- basically my only doll I would ever play with there's something about people that are kind of larger than life that are big and strong and they fight for kind of the right reasons that's if you if you want to strip down you know ninja turtles for example you can make it 
you know, super deep and complex outside of it's just fun to watch. But we all kind of get on board for that. Like we root, you know, for the good guy more often than not. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so this was a hard one for me just because I don't really have a favorite book or a favorite movie character. Um, I did write The Notebook just because I'm a hopeless romantic and I love that story of that love story is just so beautiful and I've watched that movie and read the book multiple times I think I just love the character she was such a strong woman back in the 40s and she was because her family was rich her family was rich and then she followed her passions like went off to college stood up for what she believed in against society and just economic class and what her family wanted for her and what they didn't want for her and she went against it and ended up really following her heart having a true partnership and building this beautiful life together with, um, you know, with, why can't I think of his name? Ryan Gosling. Yes. It's a good looking dude. Uh, so yeah, we ask those questions because sometimes, again, this will all layer in for you guys. And, and again, these, they can be fun. Um, or you can, there's films though that we see or books that we read that do change us, whether they're, you know, fictional or non-fictional. Obviously we picking fictional characters for the sake of the podcast otherwise i'd go like martin luther king or abraham lincoln or something super complex but there is things in that in movies that you watch that do change your perspective uh on life for multiple reasons so the third question is what's holding you back this one i'll be vulnerable uh fear was the number one that i wrote self-doubt other people's opinions really depends on the topic of what we're referring, like what we're specifically referring to, uh, lack of a plan or budgeting, confusion on what my next step or phase of life should be, um, and kind of which direction do I want to go towards, um, and just feeling, you know, my age. I'm going to be 36 in on November 2nd, so it's coming up real quick. What what's that like? 11 days from now. So I'm feeling like I'm getting a little older, and I also wrote making excuses. So, you know, those are the items that have held me back with certain things that I want to pursue. And so just writing it down is kind of a big wake-up call. But Fear. What are you afraid of, Heather? Well, you don't want to share with the audience now, like everybody's listening? (laughs) What are you afraid of? Bears? I, I just think I the just... The dark? No. It's not that. It's just going after maybe a bigger a big goal and not being able to attain it or thinking I um, am not worthy of it or just that those negative doubts have held me back. <laughs> so you're not... I mean, like, from what, though? Like when you're like, I'm afraid that I'm going to try something and people will think it's dumb. Like, is it that kind of thing? I don't, I don't feel like, obviously I, I say a lot of dumb yeah, shit Yeah, I think here. it's more a failure, fear of failing. If I want to go for the next big goal, which I'm still trying to f- identify what kind of direction I want to focus on. Well, and- I know a lot of people relate to that. That's why I asked because a lot of people are afraid like, well, if I say this, People will think I'm dumb. If I try this and it doesn't work out, people will look at me like a loser or a failure. And it's not the case, everybody. Um, well, some people, sure, but they're losers anyway, so who gives a shit? For most of you listening, like you're going to try 
a bunch of things and almost none of it's going to work out right away. And that's all right. That's all part of the process. Like I would tell you, the guy who showed up and failed a hundred times, it to me has much more respect um, than the guy who never tried at all. I believe that almost any person you look up to right now, or you listen to, or you watch, whether it be on the internet or friends of yours in person, these people have taken risks and chances. And odds are, there's so many failures laced in to everything they've ever tried. We just don't always make it public because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't convert. It's not as sexy. It doesn't sell great. And I try to be as transparent as I can on here. I have messed up so many things in my life and in this business repeatedly, like literally lost so much money doing so much dumb shit. Now I try not to, I try to mitigate it, you know, cause especially when I first started, I didn't have much money to lose. So I had to really, you know, you pick and choose, but you take chances and you try different things. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it's your fault or just timing in the market. It's like, Buying real estate, and I'm using an example, can be, for most people, probably the easiest way for them to generate wealth, like, in their life, you know, historically. Uh, Just because you buy something, you invest in it, uh, it goes up over time, and it kind of always has. But if you had bought real estate, which had never, ever ate shit like it did in 07, 08, and it melts down, now you made a right decision at the wrong time. It doesn't make you a failure. It's just that's the circumstances you were in. And, And I can promise you the people who did that this time around, they're making better, more conscious decisions. And a lot of the people who ate it back then are crushing it now because they learned from the mistakes and they grew from it. But that's what a lot of people do fear. And that is what holds most people back is A, they, they think they're too stupid or they're too dumb or they don't or know what they're doing. times, you know, too much time has passed and or so many other people are doing it, what you want, whatever that it is. So it's a comparison thing. And so honestly, this question is something I've been, um, it's been on the back burner and I've needed to address it. And I still, obviously these are great reasons. And now I need to really unpack specifically, you know, on my own time and, and understand, kind of make my, my new goals moving into this next year and figure out you know, really what I want to achieve and then the reasons why I'm holding myself back. Well, yeah. And a lot of people, I, they do think, well, it's too late for me. And I just read a post before we started this. It doesn't matter how old you are. You guys have so much opportunity and you're a lot younger than you think. Technology ages us down. We've obviously hacked biology and now we live till, you know, 80 years or more when you used to die at 45. So you have, most of you listening, probably a whole nother lifetime or two to do all these things and to think, well, I don't have it figured out yet, which you've already addressed is completely made up and bullshit. You do have time. If you do something and it doesn't happen until you're 40, like God willing, you got a lot of time left, man, on this earth to do all this super fun stuff. And that's what I would tell anybody who's on the fence. Like you're not too old to make a career change. You're not too old to make a shift. You're not too old to learn a new skill or start Uh, some new side hustle or passion project or have a hobby. And the last thing I would worry about is other people's opinions or your friends or family thinking you're stupid or dumb or whatever. Because I've had more people tell me like this, this whole world that I live in now was so dumb to start and so irresponsible and so ridiculous. And admittedly, the way that I started it was completely fucking stupid Um, because I had no business education and 
uh, no resources and no money and I had no clients and I didn't know anything, but here I sit today. So if a guy like me can do it, it can't happen. What I would say to you is if you can just get laser focused on what you want to do and kind of get this tunnel vision and literally just drowned out everybody else and their opinions and what they're doing. And if you feel passionate about it and you're excited and jacked up and it's important to you and it's going to provide you a life and some meaning that you're not going to get at your current job or your current situation, then I would urge you to kind of go all in and try it. And even if you fail, Worst case scenario, you're going to have probably one of the greatest learning experiences of your life. But even if you come up short, you're still going to be five miles further down the road than if you just sat there and just played the what if game. And just wishing and not acting on your dreams. That won't get you anywhere. And for me, I don't have the same, I'm not afraid to fail. I don't, it, it doesn't, I don't view failure like a lot of other people do. Maybe that's why I'm willing to come on here and you know, sometimes misspeak or say stupid shit or I'll send out an email with some misspelled words. Like it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Like my intention is to help people. And if 99% of that is awesome. And if 1% of it falls short, like, so be it. If every program I run here doesn't work out, that's okay. It's a learning experience. Um, I don't value people's opinions who are doing worse than me. And what I mean by that is people doing worse, people who are not as happy and who are not as fulfilled as me. And there isn't a lot of those around. So if someone has, you know, Jeremy, you should do this or you you shouldn't do that, um, which I'll talk about in a second, I don't really, it doesn't hold much weight with me. My biggest thing that holds me back is me, what I should do versus what I want to do. And in the context of this business in my life, because it's all one thing, like my business and me is kind of all, it's all blurred together at this point. You know, should I do things that make the most money? Or should I do things that really help the most people? And there's there's a crossover there, but it's not always the same. If I was to spend my time solely on only the things that make the most money, I would have to help less people in the way that I do it now. And I use this example, like I got a kid here, um, we plug him in, I train him, and uh, it's fun, it's awesome. And these guys aren't going to get anything from me if I do a podcast because that's not what they're here for. They're not going to listen to it. They're not going to do our online coaching programs. They're not going to do our group stuff. This is a person who needs me to be there and walk them through what they need to do. And it's a lot more than just fitness. It's a lot more than just nutrition. There's a social aspect to it. Um, there's a community aspect to it when I work with this particular individual. And it's a really bad use of my time in terms of money. Because I can do something else and make 10 times that much money in the same period of time. But that person is not going to get help from me. And so for me, I guess that holds me back in the context of, well, if I'm really trying to make this the most profitable business that it can be doing things like that, which I tend to do, um, it's not going to get me there. And I think David Jack, who you guys have had on here before, you've heard him, he struggles with that at a level much, much deeper than I do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like where we're trying to give back, but sometimes it takes too much from us in terms of time, effort, energy, so we can't put it into something else. And if we're looking at this as just a business standpoint, that would hold me back in that regard. But I do get more out of helping those people, even though it's not going to show up on, you know, on a P&L sheet like it should. But it fulfills you internally on a whole different level. And I know I can't do that all the time because mm -hmm. I would be 
well, not homeless anymore, but I just, I wouldn't have money to do cool shit. Right. So it's tough, man. I get it. Everybody has something, but you have to be able to like look yourself in the mirror and identify it and, you know, say is how much is this hindering my life? And if I could get rid of this anchor and this anchor and this fear and this self doubt and not comparing myself to everybody else, could I be so much further along in my life in terms of just happiness and fulfillment? And I think the answer is yes. Right. And going back to me, I think it's hard. It was hard for me to really go into details because I'm still trying to figure this out. And I feel like I'm kind of stuck in questioning a lot of things right now. I don't know if it's because I'm 35 and it's I'm my birthday's coming up. And I think a part of it is just what we have been dealing with since the beginning of the pandemic. I'm just questioning a lot of things. And so like, what are you supposed to do? What, what do I do next? And so I really got to take the time because it's been weighing on me and it's been on my mind every day. And I just need to really take the time and make the effort to figure out what that looks like moving forward for myself. And I think for a lot of you, it's just what, what's going to check most of the boxes And what's going to make you, you know, the happiest, the most secure and the most fulfilled. And sometimes those aren't always the same answer, but you got to, you got to check the most boxes you can with the decisions you make. Uh, I don't know how else to say it. Like everything isn't always going to be perfect. I think a lot of people, and I I famously say this, you guys do not want to live my life. (laughs) You don't want to be me. Yeah. I I don't think people until you work for Jeremy, like probably Monica and Alec and I were probably the only ones that really understand the level of time, energy, work, sacrifice that you put in. Because I know like our members that see you work, they know that you work hard. Yeah. But most, most of them get it. Right. But still like People don't even realize we're here on a Sunday and it takes hours to prepare for a podcast sometimes. And then it sometimes we record for over an hour. And so it's just so much time and effort and energy just with that alone. And on top of everything else that you do for the online business and in-person business. And so you're a freak. Like I told him. Was it today or yesterday? I'm just like, you are well, was, seriously so born was, on a different planet. It was yesterday because we were cleaning and you didn't want to clean. I was like, and can I And I was getting super irritated. Because I was... I was in John Wick mode, first of all. I was ready to kill everything. He gets laser focused and we just had got home and the WCU game, football game was on. and I went, They lost. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and um, so I just wanted to watch that and we had it on. He's like, well, just help me while you watch the game. Which I'm grateful that you took the time to organize the laundry room and clean out some closets and in the your office. office. I know. I really appreciate it. But I was exhausted because I had my mom visiting and then a good college friend was in town. And I just was like, I hit a wall. But uh, I was like, I don't know how you have all this energy. Well, I don't want to do it either, but it just had to be done. My, what, well, the... And we were spending, we were at the gym till what? On a Saturday, well, we usually I, get home till like 1 or 2. Not, now we're lying again. No, so, we got home at 1. I know, but let's tell the whole story. I like how you paint me as this like psychopath. But the reason you were here so long 
is because you got that stupid step watch and you had to get your 10,000 <laughs> steps and you're walking like a fast mall walker on the air runner to get to your steps before you left. True or false? Well, yeah, because I was standing around filming you for an hour. Psychopath. You're a crazy person. <laughs> you're crazy. So the point of us sharing that story before uh, Heather tried to throw me under the bus was, I don't even remember. Oh, what I'm saying is when you guys are looking at this, like what's holding you back and what you want to do in terms of career, you don't want to do what I do. I don't think a lot of you do because it takes a lot. And a lot of you have much, much more talent, much more skills. But the key is finding like where you can find something that does fulfill you. It doesn't have to be, obviously, what I do is kind of strange. But if it is running your own business or it is a side hustle or it is a passion project or it is working a career that allows you to have, you know, you can work from home sometimes, you can go to an office sometimes, you get six weeks of paid vacation, you get all the company health benefits. For a lot of people, I do think that's a better fit. For some people, it seems terrible and they would be imprisoned by it and they want to be completely on their own and work seven days a week like a psychopath. So what I'm or saying- Or do both. Yeah, or a mix, you know, if you're in a partnership. For sure. I think it's hard to, I don't know. It, like me working full time for a corporation and then helping you, which is kind of like my side hustle on the weekends. I help him, which I'm happy to do. I really am. And it fulfills me on a whole different level. And that's why it works for yeah. us. And you can live in like two different spaces. Mm -hmm. And for some of you guys listening, you have to really just figure out, hey, what, not just in terms of the day-to-day -day work life, but your overall life, what, what kind of balance do you need? Like, do you need any balance? No. Do you need some? How much, you know, give and take can you have on either side? And that just comes down to the question of like, what is holding you back? And that's where I say, you know, you have to be not just laser focused in your pursuit of your goals, but have a clear North star of where you want to go and what you want that to look like. And that's hard for all of us. And that's, and it changes and it shifts and evolves, but you have to start at least today making an outline. Because otherwise you're never going to get there and you're going to live your life in this someday island bullshit of purgatory. Well, someday when my kids are graduated, I'll do it. Someday when my husband does this. Someday. That never happens, dude. You have to really put your feet to the fire today and get moving on it. Number four. Yeah, so it leads into are you willing to sacrifice? And just like you mentioned, you're going to have to accept that if you're making a big change there's going to be something that has to give and you're going to have to sacrifice for something that you truly want. Well, yeah, there's no, this comes down to anything. If you want to graduate college, there's a sacrifice there. If you want to retire early, there's a financial sacrifice there. If you want to live in the biggest, fanciest house ever, there's a sacrifice there. If you want to lose a hundred pounds, there's a sacrifice there. Almost everything you do, like in your life that is worth a shit You've had to put in this crazy amount of effort in order to accomplish it. There's not one person you see that when you look at them in a position of, of envy, I guess, if you're going to play the comparison game, or just you look up to them for their accomplishments, they have, you know, crawled through more shit than you can probably ever imagine in order to get there. And you're going to be the exact same. Now, talent is a real thing. Some people are more talented than others. Some things naturally become easier, but... Nobody gets lucky. And you have to use that envy or jealousy when you see people that are doing the things that you want to do. You have to use it as inspiration and that will help you be able to achieve what they're, they've been able to do that you are so envious about. 
and I was just listening to, I finished, um, Mel Robbins book is so good. And she has a whole chapter on basically like jealous, jealousy and how to use it. What is the title? <clears throat> it's high, the high five habit. It's, it's amazing book. You should definitely, I listened to it on audio and she does a great job at narrating it and it's just super authentic and real. But, uh, it, she spends a lot of time on that subject and just how to get over that. And it's basically block desire and it's blocking you from taking action on your dreams. And so if you can try to remind yourself to use it as inspiration in a positive light, instead of a negative jealousy holding you back, then you should be able to accomplish it because obviously you, it's, there's so many people out there doing what you want to do. Well, yeah, I don't see like why you would just be a hater from the sidelines. I think if you want to, if you look at sports and I use our office cause I have all these things around me all the time. I have a Michael Jordan wings poster behind me and then there's a Kobe Bryant mob of mentality in front of me. I don't think Kobe as a kid looked at Jordan and was like jealous. They looked at it to inspiration. I mean, he mimicked every single well, it's, thing. And it's validation. Like, oh, if he can do it, then I can do it. And even if you can't do it exactly right. You can do it in your own way. Yes. Where, And I use Kobe and Jordan because Kobe's the closest thing we've ever seen to Michael Jordan in terms of like just movement in general. They became friends, obviously. And they're, now they're in this circle, like this rare air because you're looking to somebody who's doing something that you want to do. And I've shared this before on here. You can stand on the shoulders of giants. And you can learn from all the things that they've done. But in terms of the question itself, like, are you willing to sacrifice? Like, what are you willing to sacrifice? For me, to do this, almost everything. Almost everything I'm willing to do to make this thing go. I really am. And when I think about it and look back, because you have such a better work-life balance now, but in the beginning you had no work-life balance. Zero. Well, now I just make it like... I just make it work in my life. But for years, it was like you had to give up so much to be able to create this on your own. And then, you know, obviously I was there from day one helping you, like behind the scenes. But mostly it was you. Well, yeah. And you have to do that if mm -hmm. you want. You guys have all done it probably in some or at least some version of it in some area of your life. But if you're this in terms of entrepreneurship or like having your own, you know, your own show, it's, um, not many people can do it. Not many people can successfully do it. So you have to be willing to sacrifice. Not many people can make two, three, four or $500,000 a year. If you want to do that, you have to be willing to sacrifice certain things. And for me, for an example, like I, this is my fifth position <laughs> with my company. I've been with them for 13 years. I started at the bottom at the very low level like management i um, thought when i met you you were the front desk attendant you know at least i i was able nothing against front desk agents i'm just saying but I, like that's not i me. went to school for hospitality business management so i'm I, gonna interrupt you what this is not on heather this is on me i met her at a bar and she goes i work for the marriott and i'm like oh, okay and so my brain which i've never stayed at a marriott at this point probably the holiday express is like the nicest place i've ever stayed at and she tells me that, and I'm like, oh, it's super cool. She has a job because I don't have a job at the time, so I'm a complete loser. I'm like, well, at least she makes money. But I just pictured a normal hotel, and you were just standing behind the front desk, and I just thought that was your job. That's yeah, what I, that's no, what I, I know. That's what I knew about hotels. Well, and it was nothing luxurious at, well, you were, that, at that point. You were 23. Yeah, and I just got my first like management development training position as a sales manager, and uh, but started at the very low level 
brands that we have by the Phoenix airport. And, um, I love those places. I love the memories of us parking a car there though, mm-hmm. and taking a trip. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. But you know, we all have to start somewhere and sacrifice and work hard and continue to, if you want to make a change, you just, you have to be patient and you have to take those small micro steps consistently to get to where you want to go. And I think that's the key is really trying to understand that you have to enjoy the process, which has been hard for me, but I feel like I'm making a, a, a big shift now that I've gotten older, uh, realizing that you can't just focus on the end result. You have to just enjoy the journey and work towards it. And, and that's really where you'll be able to achieve your, your end result. Well, and you, and this is just me throwing this in, like you've sacrificed money to do this. And what I mean is like, you could do a similar role for a different industry and make way more money. Right. Right. Cause there's been times. Cause pharmaceuticals doesn't pay like hospitality. That's not, Oh yeah. That's, that's not and anything new. Now medical you know, device doesn't pay like hospitality. Like my position, like the title of it would in a tech industry or a healthcare industry. Yeah. I would make a lot more money, but, but you sacrificed that. And I still have a lot of passion for the industry, the hotel industry and the hotel companies, my hotel company. And it's just, I'm not willing to go to an industry that I just, I think would not be as fulfilling. And I think it would be boring in some ways. And if it was something, or it would be against my, if you didn't believe in it, my values, my ethics. You know, if it's unethical to me, I don't want to do it just for the money. And so that's a question everybody has to ask themselves. Like, and that works, you know, both ways. What are you willing to give up in terms of maybe it's money, time, effort, or energy? And uh, it's, you know, I'll share this really fast. Like, and I say almost everything is because I've given up, you know, obviously vacations, uh, time with family, friends, whatever you name it, but material things too. Like, obviously, you famously know I drive a 2008 Honda Accord, the shitbox. But by doing these things, it's allowed me to now create this world that could have never happened if I bought like a Range Rover. And there's nothing wrong with Range Rovers. If you want one, buy one, they're fine. But it would have been like me dropping 100K on a car when I'm, you know, 29 years old. And not investing it and saving it so one day I could buy myself out of a lease of a building and actually buy a property that I run my business in. You know, by me not, you know, going and buying a ridiculously super fancy house and just paying off the house that I'm in, it allows me this freedom to do things in a way that I couldn't do. And that's why I say you don't want to be me. Most people do not want to fucking do that. They just don't. And it, it takes a certain level of like... And a partner that, if willing, you are with a partner, yeah, to yes. understand that too, because like, hey, Heather, it's challenging. Like, hey, Heather, we're going to take a couple hundred thousand dollars, we're going to buy this warehouse, and we're going to put a bunch of equipment in here, we're going to do all this, and it's like... But I was smart enough at that age when we did buy this building to understand, wow, if we can own a piece of real commercial estate real here. estate in North Scottsdale, like, that will pay, that will benefit us in the long term. So it's just, let's do this now and but it's, but see it's, what happens. It's <laughs> delaying this gratification for so many years mm-hmm. and with no promise. And I'm sorry, I'd rather own real estate than have a fancy car. Well, good thing you do. <laughs> here we are. Um, my point is, is like, you, there are sacrifices that we all make 
if we really want to move forward. And it doesn't always have to be money. Sometimes it's just you doing, you know, what you really want to do versus like what everybody thinks you should do. And then maybe that's your mom and dad or your parents or your friends or, just or your people family. People won't understand. They just sometimes you have to. I think I've gotten to the point where I just, or maybe I'm still trying to get to that, but I've gotten better at just realizing, okay, people, they are just going to have their own opinions or they're not going to be educated enough to understand what you're doing. And, and so you just have to be okay with it and just not let it bother you. Well, because everybody, everything has to have context and Mm -hmm. we don't have, we don't use, I love social media. I can't, I can't fault it. I would not be here without it. But there's not context in the things we do. So to look at it and see, well, so-and-so did this. So-and-so did that. And to think you should do that, or maybe your parents think you should do that because you're on like similar timelines, there isn't any context there because we need to do what makes us our most happiest and the most fulfilled, which I'll get to that question in a second. And that's what has to happen. And that takes more than just a post on Twitter. That takes more than just a quick Facebook video. That takes some really nuanced conversation to understand, hey, Jeremy, what's going to make you tick? What's going to make you the happiest? And I know for me, it, even when I was here today, like we're working out, we do this terrible workout. And I'm like, I'm just thinking when everybody leaves, I'm like, I don't know if I want to give this up. Like, I don't know if I, I don't know if there's a time and maybe my life will change later on, but like, I enjoy doing this. Like I enjoy the people who come here and hanging out with them and working out and doing exercise and I'll be able to, I can keep this place until I'm dead. Even if it was just Jeremy's man cave, come hang out and work out place. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I, you know, would like to sell it at some point, not keep it. You can just get divorced. You can take the house. I'll, I'll live here. It's fine. But my point is, is like, it's fun. Like I enjoy that. So People I'm from, saying not keep it till we're dead. No, 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 no. Like when I'm yeah, super yeah. old. And I, I get what you're saying. I can't. I'm not super jacked anymore. But with the drugs, no, maybe I can be like, you know, 65 and just like shredded as hell and still crushed. Who knows? My point is, you know, with like growth hormone and all the things they can give you when you get old so you can still be like jacked up. I for surely would do that. <laughs> but my point, uh, from the outside, someone might see, well, you know, Jeremy, if you had a new car, you'd be so much happier without knowing me. And what you don't know is that it would still sit here in the parking lot, mm-hmm. just like any other car, and nothing would really change in my life. And that's why when I say, what are you willing to sacrifice? You guys, you can't sacrifice what your own and your own personal dreams are, your own personal goals. And you can't pander to an audience of your parents, your friends, or your family, just because they think it's what you should do or you're being kind of forced into doing it. These decisions you're making should make you happy individually and they're not for everybody else i need to make that crystal clear because people are going to try to push you in certain directions you should do this you shouldn't do that and it's not up for them to decide it's up for you guys to decide and that might mean you delaying things or being on a different timeline than when you're quote unquote supposed to get married when you're quote unquote supposed to have a real career when you're quote unquote supposed to do x y and z that is literally unique as your DNA is. And I truly believe that. And so you just have to be willing to be okay with the outside voices and make the sacrifices you need to get to where you want to go. But I think once you start doing that and truly living a life that fulfills you and 
you're doing it on your own terms and authentically and you've really figured out who you are and what makes you happy, then once you do start to kind of break away from maybe your family's opinions or friends are doing it one way and you focus on what you need to be doing for yourself, that it will, it starts to become a lot easier and you care less and less because you are so much more happier and fulfilled because you're truly living the life that I feel like whether it's God or whoever you believe in created for you. True. And I, and I'll, I'll say this and we'll go to the next one. The, the more you can be in your own stuff, like in doing something that gives you meaning and validation and fulfillment, the other stuff doesn't matter. Uh, and I've said this before, I was not always this person. I, I've shared this before. When I first moved here, I thought like having a Mercedes was the most balling ass dope thing you could ever do. And I thought if you did that, like you were crushing it, you were winning and you were a success. I am probably 23 years old at a time and I'm way dumber than I am today. And now there's nothing wrong with a Mercedes. If you drive one, respect. Awesome. You couldn't give me one. Like, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me because I found meaning and fulfillment in other things. That means so much more to me than just like some of the material possessions in the outside world. And that's in for, and you might be different. You might be a car guy. You might be a house guy. You might be a, what was Raul wearing last night? What kind of jacket was that? A Versace. You might be a Versace jacket. Shout out to you, Raul. Like a fashion. You looked real fancy. Um, that's not my thing. That might, but that might be his thing. Mm-hmm. So you just have to find what that is for you. And don't worry about if your friends are doing this and your family's doing that. And these people, if you're on your own path, it might not be a straight line. And I and, can almost promise you it won't be. And stop judging other people because you need to take a look at yourself. If you are doing that on it and we've all been guilty in some capacity, I'm sure, including myself, um, it's a sign of insecurity. And once you can kind of unpack that and understand, wow, why am I feeling this way or why am I envious or jealous? And then you can flip it into inspiration. And if that is truly something that you want to go after, then you need to do that for yourself. But don't hate on other people just because they've worked hard to achieve it. No, if, if anything else, it should inspire you. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, and I look at that with like our fitness friends. Like I don't look like let's take someone who's a monster. Like Alexia is a monster on Instagram, whatever Instagram is, 2 million people. I don't even know. Um, I don't look at her and be like, oh my God, she's so much more popular on Instagram than me. I can't stand her. It's the exact opposite. I couldn't be happier for her. She is a unicorn. She deserves mm-hmm. all of it. I'm happy to be friends with her. I'm happy to have her on the podcast and film videos and do all these things. Like we all make each other better. Like when you can get to a place where we're, and we're not competing clearly, like we, her and I do not look the same. Like, obviously like we have a different audience. We do different things, but yet it's very similar. She has helped me in certain ways and I've helped her in certain ways. And we look at each other as peers and we just kind of keep sharpening each other. And I look at that with all my friends, both in the industry and just in the outside world. I'm genuinely happy for everybody. If they're happy, it's something I say all the time at our house. If Heather shows me something or we talk about something, I go, I am happy if they're happy. And I think if you can operate from that standpoint, you guys are going to be super successful in anything you do. And if you want to accomplish what that person that you're idolizing is doing, then reach out, ask for help. Oh my God. Use your resources because that's how we've been able to get to where we are today is not just sitting around wishing you have to take action. You have to utilize people that you can learn from, educate yourself and, you know, have a mentor, have a coach or whatever that looks like for you, but you can't, you're not going to get anywhere just by trying to do it all alone. 
No, and I'll ask everybody everything. Mm-hmm. Should I'll, we do number five? You, you're ready so, to go, huh? Oh, no, I just was wondering. You're busy. <laughs> you want to go mow the lawn? Heather just gave me this death stare, you guys, like that you've never seen before. <laughs> Love you too, babe. Number five. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> uh, I want to call you your normal nickname on the podcast, so keep that for home. Okay. Number, <laughs> number five. What's your picture of a fulfilled life? Go. <laughs> I just wrote a life full of joy, love, family, friends, experiences, learning, uh, making memories to feel like I'm really making the most out of the time I have here on earth because time is without time. It's like... You're dead. He's just <laughs> <laughs> without, without time, you're dead, everybody. But I mean, like, you really got to focus on... How you spend it. How you spend it. It's just going by so fast. And then I wrote, having financial freedom is so important for me and us as a couple together so we can have flexibility and options and be as present as possible, give back, you know, serve others, have less stress in our own life. And, you know, when we do decide to invest in something next, it will be a blessing and not a burden on us. I agree. Um, those are, you know, pretty comparable to mine. Uh, for me, if you were to ask me just blanket, you know, what does a fulfilled life look like to you? It's just enjoying most days. I mean, in the, in the simplest terms, because I'm a really simple person, it's just enjoying what I'm doing each day, the process of it in that day. And then what turns into the next day, if I happen to wake up, you know what I mean? Like I just, I like things that build on themselves, but I like the process of it. And there's a George Young quote. If you guys ever watched the movie blow, um, Johnny Depp plays him. He's like one of the most famous drug dealers of all time. And I'm not saying to deal drugs, but he has a quote in there and I'll never forget it. It comes down to a real simple phrase. And he says, all I can say is that my ambition exceeds my talents. And I'll always want that to be, if that was like my story, if you're talking like legacy, which to me means something, it's that my ambition went further than my talent was. So not that I was, you know, I wasn't born Michael Jordan and then just become like this complete flop and it never panned out. I want to be someone known as like, well, this dude he squeezed every ounce of like whatever the hell he had inside him. He rang that thing dry and he gave it to the rest of the world. To me, that means something to me versus just stuff, right? And just quote unquote achievements and whatever people want to look at, that's fine. But I don't think anyone's going to say, and I don't want to, I'm going to get lost here in a second. I need to share this because I'm a huge legacy person. I really am. Um, and the older I get, that for some reason means something to me. And I don't mean in terms of like, look at what he's accomplished, just in terms of if I drop dead tomorrow, people who are still living, like my story lives on through them. He helped me do this. He said that. He's the reason I exercise. I eat better because Jeremy did X, Y, and Z. And if you watch the movie Troy, which is a badass movie, by the way, Brad Pitt, so hot in it. Oh, mm-hmm. dude, he's like he's is that the best he's, he's like ever a god, looks? Greek god. Probably in Troy. Legends of the Fall. <laughs> Legends of the Fall he's oh, attractive Legends of the too. Fall, he's really uh, good. but his body is better in Troy. Mm-hmm. He's shredded in Fight Club. But Troy is like where his hair is long. Yeah. He actually tore his Achilles. Oh, really? Doing that movie and, and his character's name is Achilles. They had to delayed the filming for 10 months. Quick fact. But you must have a big man crush on him. Um, not like Christian Bale, but Brad Pitt is a badass. I mean, do can we all agree? Oh yeah. Yeah, he's a gangster. He's a freak. Benjamin Button. Good looking at Benjamin Button as well. 
basically good looking in every movie. But anyways, in Troy, he hops on this horse and the kid, you know, hands him his shield. And he's like, you know, there's a man there. He's huge. I wouldn't want to fight him. And Brad Pitt looks at this kid and says the coldest thing that's ever been said in a movie. And he's like, and that's why no one will remember your name. And it's those little phrases that like stick with me. And it's not about, you know, I want everybody to remember my name. It's not that. It's just I want the impact you have on people to live on inside of them. And so it made their life better. And I get to do that here in so many ways now that reaches far beyond just the couple hundred people that pop into here with the internet and video and podcasts. It just goes and goes and goes. And uh, I, to me, that's what fulfillment is in my life. It's why I wake up every day. Because I feel like I have an obligation to give whatever gifts I've been given back to other people. Otherwise, I feel like I'm just doing it for the selfish, bullshit, wrong reasons. And I'm not judging anybody. If you are in a business and your business is to make money, and with that money you want to buy the dopest house and the fanciest cars and a private jet, that is awesome. I, I really respect that. I just don't have any interest in that. It's not my main driver. Focus. It's not my main yeah. motivator. Because when I die, no one's going to say, well, this many people listen to this podcast. This many followers run Instagram. This is what kind of car he drove. This is how many square feet his house was. No one's going to give a shit about that when I'm dead. They'll care about the real things, the legacy things. And that's what I, you know, it, I think about it a lot. And again, on top of that, I'm a, I'm a simple dude. I just want to have fun and enjoy my life and, and hang out with cool people. But laced inside that is like, you know what? If I can somehow express what goes on in my head and give it to other people, that's going to be a legacy that will fulfill me. And that's why I do what I do most days. Next Mic one. drop. Um, yeah, number six. What would happen if you stayed on the sidelines? I wrote, I would have regret. I already do in some areas that I haven't made a priority or got in my own head, holding myself back, not believing in myself, wishing and not working for my next dream. So... Um, just not living up to my full potential is what would haunt me for the rest of my life. So I always kind of try to remind myself of that to kind of make sure I'm moving forward and keep pushing myself, putting myself out there, just con- continue to try because, and, and learn from others and just work hard, but have fun along the way. I think that's what life's all about. Um, but I just would never want to regret as I get older or if I'm, you know, 80 years old looking back on my life. I don't want to not try to accomplish my dreams. Like what, what do you think your life would be like if, I don't want to say if you didn't meet me, but if I just did this business but you were like separate from it completely. Like you never filmed a video. Mm-hmm. You never wrote a post. You never got on a podcast. Like how, like how do you, especially here five days a week and interacting with all of our members throughout the years, that would be crazy. Like you would have, you wouldn't know Emily. You wouldn't know. I've made so many great friends. You wouldn't know Ashley. Mm -hmm. And just you though, after the last two years, right? Mm -hmm. Like you just, you went through and the pandemic sucked for all of us. It was terrible. But if you didn't do anything with this. You're like, ah, nobody wants to hear Oh, me. I'd be so mad at myself that you looking t- back because you- there's so much opportunity out there and I know I have so much more potential and I can, I, I'm still 
trying to figure out kind of what that looks like for me, but... We, we all are. I know. It's just, I don't... I'm glad I've realized it and continue to try to push myself out of, and not hold myself back, but it's a journey for sure. But I'm, I'm asking you if... What if, oh, I'd be sad and not as fulfilled as I am today if I never was involved like in our community and the business side of it because I do absolutely love. I mean, there was times where I'm like, yeah, I just could totally quit my job and work for me or I'm not work for you. Be a partner. Um, <laughs> no, it's more like a whatever. I would just build my own brand. I would love, first of all, I would love if this turned into Heather Scott Fitness (laughs) in a heartbeat, you guys. I would be Ron Swanson before you know it, and I would disappear. And you'd hear me in the podcast, I could do, but no more videos, just the Heather's show all day. (laughs) Heather could write the emails. I am a fan of this. If we can really dig down on this, uh, I'm all for it. What I'm asking you to answer is if somebody, like the last two, and I use the last two years because I hated it too, just like you. And I had to drag you in here to do the podcast. Because I didn't believe in myself. No. And I was scared of doing it. You thought you sounded stupid or dumb or whatever you're thinking. Or it was. just was like, it was something brand new I've never experienced before. And Talking? Just... I know. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you do it for work all the time. Yeah, but it's just different. It's a whole different it's audience. Way, it's way harder. We're just talking shit. Like to them, it's like you have Wait, to. You have to understand. I've been just in the business corporate world for 13 years. So you get so used to just. I know you're, how it is. You're, you're separated from this whole world of entrepreneurship and social media branding and, and making a business, a small running a small business completely on your own. You don't have any leadership or, you know, high level. I'm the leader. What do you mean? That's what I'm saying. I'm, like, I'm you don't ca- have to report to anybody. I'm kidding. Like, so it's just a whole different mindset and uh, experience. And so, yeah, it, it was great, though. It's been the biggest blessing for me to push myself in ways that I I haven't before. So so imagine somebody's like listening right now. And and I'll use the podcast example. Because you would film some videos you do way more now than you've ever done. Which is awesome. I think it resonates with people. But if... The last two years went by and you hadn't done a single podcast episode because they didn't have a, I would like drag you in here to do it. Like I would talk you into it. And now like people love you on here. I'm happy to have you here. It's fun. Like this is, doesn't feel like it's work to me, but if someone's listening, what would your advice be to them? If they don't have a me at home, who's going to, you know, terminator them into like doing something. Cause the last two years have just went by and you've been like, well, what the hell? You know, what's your advice to somebody who's maybe like feels how you felt two, three years ago? They're scared. They're nervous. You just have to start and then you just have to keep doing it. And there's some days where, you know, I'm not feeling like I, I'm, you know, right now, for example, I did a really hard workout at the track this morning. I'm tired, but I wanted to show up because it matters to me if I can help anyone with what we're sharing and be a part of it, like that's what fuels me. And so once you can find something that will help other people and help yourself, I think that's the goal and it will help you just get through whatever's holding you back. And I can, I'll echo what she said. You guys will regret it if you don't take a chance. 
if you don't try something different, if you don't put yourself out there, you will regret it. it go back to the post I made earlier. You have the power today that literally entire countries never had in your hand to do anything you want to do. You can get an education. You can learn new skills. You can communicate with people. And that's never existed before. And we have this amazing opportunity right now that you should take advantage of. And I think if you got to the end of your life and you didn't take a chance, like, well, I didn't want to post a video of myself because people will think I'm fat or stupid or dumb or whatever it may be. Like, you'll regret that. I promise you that. You'll regret not trying worse than any comment or anything anybody could ever say to you. 100%. Even Mel Robbins, who, you know, has been, had her own TV network show, best-selling author, and she was mentioning she what's been holding her back is starting her own podcast because she felt like there's so many people doing it already and she still hasn't yet and she brings it up in this book and she was curious about just the statistics she was thinking oh there's probably how many podcasts are out there right now and like two million she was like oh probably you know hundred thousand or something yeah there's two million yeah it's a lot out there but it doesn't matter. Like your voice is unique to you, whatever your thing is. Oh yeah. And she's a brilliant motivational speaker. So and she definitely needs to have one. <laughs> I, well, I thought she did. Like I just assumed mm-hmm. like, well, well, she you does s- a lot of podcast interviews and you assume like video clips when she's talking. So I just assumed, but again, you guys don't, it's not about numbers. It's not about anything other than like just putting yourself out there. And if it helps a handful of people, it's more than worth it. In my opinion. Number seven, what is your sweet spot? Which basically they define your sweet spot is the place where your talent, passion, and mission intersect. So for me, it's relationship building, serving others, inspiring others through my own health, fitness journey, adventurous lifestyle, uh, making the most of my time with my family and friends, doing life on my own timeline, building a community that supports each other and just I wrote my job does allow me to contribute and help create memories for myself and others which gives me a sense of independence purpose and confidence it's very well laid out I wrote some scribbles here Uh, (laughs) if I break them down into all three like what's my talent I don't have a lot Um, but I took these things that I was kind of naturally good at as a kid and then worked on. So obviously being, you know, somewhat athletic and having these, some physical gifts like that as a talent and just being a a psychopath serial killer. Um, And I use it for good. Think of me like a Dexter instead of like someone who's an evil person. But that is a talent of mine is to get like laser focused on something almost like this OCD type mentality. So you take that, like these physical gifts I can put those pieces together with this kind of just like, you know, Terminator laser focus. And then you, you leak it into a passion, which is literally just trying to help people um, if we can. And by whether that's giving them educational stuff, if you find these podcasts humorous, um, inspirational, motivational, whatever you want to call it. And just, you know, my passion is giving people something that can... I guess, make their life better and put them at ease in some way, shape or form, whether that's physically um, or mentally or emotionally. And sometimes it's just simple words or things you write and say, which the mission would be, it's just health. 
And that's why we always talk about the pillars of fitness here, like physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, because a lot of what we do is not just physical health. Like this podcast, I might make a handful of fitness references, but most of it, it's not about, you know, how to build better hamstrings that this has nothing to do with that, but this is a health podcast. This is a health episode because if you wake up every day and you have fear and you have self doubt and you hate your job and you hate your life, you're not healthy. I don't care, you know, what your 40 time is or how much you deadlift. And if your body fat percentage is 7%, you're not a healthy person. If all those other things are struggling, your mental health is suffering. And so that's what we try to do here. So the talent would be obviously these physical traits and characteristics, characteristics came and talk and a mindset with a passion to help people through any means necessary. And the overall mission is just make people healthier. And that's a pretty broad brush, but that is exactly what we do here. And that's, what's fun. If it was just, and I love fitness and I love movement, don't get me wrong, but if that's all I did all day was talk about sets and reps and macros, like I blow my fucking brains out. Like it's just, that's not enough for me. It isn't because it's so much deeper than that. If, if that was just the problem, we would have solved this fitness issue a long time ago. It is a lifestyle change. It's a mentality. It's a mindset. It's everything kind of wrapped up into one. And so I'm lucky enough to have found it. And, you know, I'm I'm good enough to where I can do it on my own terms, where I can wear what I want, say what I want, and play the music I want, no matter who complains. Um, I can do anything. And again, I, I share that, not to toot my own horn, but if I can do that and literally have no formal education in that world, like no background, there's nobody telling me what to do, I'm just making this shit up as I go. If I've been able to figure it out, I promise you, if you're listening to this and you know, Norfolk, Nebraska, or, you know, Sammamish, Washington, wherever you're at. Like, is that a place? Yeah. Like, you can do anything. I, I really do believe that, you guys. Like, obviously, I have some talents, and a lot of you guys have a lot different ones and probably have a bigger resource of people. Shit, you can reach out to me if you need to. But I would urge you, if you're somebody out there struggling right now, like you're having these, you know, quarter, mid, three-quarter life crisis, and you're like, well, how do I find my purpose in life? You just reverse engineer these seven questions and you really do the homework. Is it easy? No, it's tough. It's hard. It's confusing. You're not sure what to do, but really just putting the time into writing these things out goes a long way. I spent a lot of money on personal development. I've had some great mastermind groups. I've met a lot of awesome people and all that's led me to here. But you just have to be one, willing to ask the questions, two, willing to sacrifice some things and put in the hard work, and three, just really surrounding yourself with awesome humans and, and believing in yourself and not giving a shit what people think about the decisions you're going to make because you're doing them for you, not for society or social media or for anyone else. Boom. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anything else? No, I'm good. You're good. Um, okay. So for you guys, I'll put all the podcast, uh, not podcast, sponsorship links in the show notes, Athletic Greens, Beam, uh, Joey's, we'll go Kettle and Fire, and JLab as well. If you guys have questions on any of the products that we use uh, or questions on this podcast, feel free to hit me up. I'm happy to share any of the resources that we mentioned, but I'll put most of them in the show notes. If you're on Apple Podcasts, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Please drop us a five-star and leave a couple comments. We would appreciate it. And if there's anything else you guys want to hear on these episodes, shoot it over. We're happy to record if we can. I'll be back on Friday with my girl Ashley. We're going to go deep down the nutrition rabbit holes. If you guys want to learn about 
eating disorders, macros, nutrition, proper training. We're going to go deep, deep into all of that on October the 29th, so just a handful of days from now. So, Heather, thank you as always. Thank you. And until next time, you guys, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.